This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Thank you for joining us today. Today's day 63 and we're going to talk about helping friends through divorce, talking to my husband about sex, and it's hard to orgasm. If you're new here, welcome. This is episode 280 of the Anatomy of Marriage podcast, Mm. and we do this show because when we were going through a lot of hard stuff, we couldn't find resources that were real and raw Mm -hmm. and not judgmental and dumb, so we created that. Um, (laughs) Is that that judgmental? (laughs) Yes. Um, But as always, the show is live on Instagram and Facebook. You can join us there every morning of the week uh, at what am I saying? 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm -hmm. And this episode is brought to you by Audible. Please get a free audiobook on us. We use audiobooks all the time from Audible. And if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage, you can get your free audiobook. And we want you to do that. It helps us out. And audiobooks are just the best. And it helps you too. So it does. (laughs) All right. Review of the day. This is a super long one. So (laughs) Stacy on Facebook says five stars. By chance, I found this. By intention, I'll continue listening. All right. You just dissed that you, review. <laughs> no, I didn't. You said this is a real long one. That's I s- sarcasm. I set up the listeners and they're like, ooh, okay. Yeah. And then zing them. Thank so. you for that review. Um, reviews are very helpful. So thank you they so are. much. They are. Thank you very much. It does count. And we're glad that you stuck around. Hopefully we're doing something right. So you want to jump into the question? Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> question number one. We've been married 16 years. We've been through my husband's porn addiction, separation, counseling. He's to- was that two words? He's totally an avoidant, dismissive personality. I'm still working on boundaries and taking good care of myself. I have a stressful job as at a trauma center and work 12 and a half hour shifts five days in a row sometimes. He works at a hospital as well, but less stressful and also 12 hours. We have gone through spurts of no sex. Um, other night, what? Other night after a a. After day four of a five row of work, 
home at 8.30, chat with family, eat, throw in a load of laundry, took melatonin and tuck in at 9.30 so we can wake at 5. Husband asks if I want to play. I ask what that means, and he says snuggle, and I know that means sex, but I just say yes to snuggle, but I'm really tired and need to get up early. He gets pissed and says he's tired of begging for sex. I get the idea that he will use this as a justification to use porn like a threat. He literally asked one other time in recent history. As I go over in my head, I think he really thinks sex should just happen. I've tried to explain dual control model, but he doesn't get it. I'm not a porn star available at his convenience. How to address? Hmm. Um, thank you for writing this question. That's a really uncomfortable and tricky and awkward conversation to have. And mm-hmm. I think that it's really important, though, because I do honestly think that in a culture where pornography is so prevalent, um, I, I genuinely think that husbands think that way. Mm-hmm. That they go, oh, I'll make the request and it'll be answered. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, that's hey, Dana. That's like saying um if I, like, what if we like took that situation and said, "Well, okay, I'm just going to go spend money." You what, know, expand on that. Um, like, well, I'm not happy here. I got to get my mind off something. I'm just going to go spend money as like a threat or something. If you don't like, well, if okay, if there's you know dinner's not ready, then I'm going to go to Jack in the Box over here every single time or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's just there's there's first of all there's flawed thinking in that, and I think like actually I've heard of the dual control model, but I am not familiar, so I'm not going to speak to that but i'm thinking of okay what does foreplay look like and what is what other expectations are there that are kind of unrealistic and almost don't make sense yeah well i go back to what we were saying yesterday even about the person saying they wanted to spend more time with like quality time or whatever like this this conversation the the conversation needs to be had around this idea of what does talking about sex look like Mm -hmm. that sounds so stupid because it doesn't sound like it's the right thing to talk about but really Mm. when you say so here's a good example this is something you and i have dealt with where Mm -hmm. you'll be like let's get in bed early Mm -hmm. what the crap does that mean okay i'll go to bed at 8 30 (laughs) yes i win right right but that is not what you mean right and when you are not clear about it Mm -hmm. um and you are kind this person is not being kind about it right but like you need to be clear and kind. Mm-hmm. You need to say, I would like to get in bed at this time mm-hmm. and do these things. Mm-hmm. And when until we develop a like a <laughs> pleasure you <laughs> until we develop a mature ability to have those conversations in a way that is not like stupid and makes people mad and makes people feel weird. So then they just kind of block everything off. We're mm-hmm. not going to have what we want. Right. Um, and I also think oftentimes about what Dr. Corey Allen said. The way we do sex is the way we do life. Yeah. yeah. So around communication, around intentionality, like even when I say, hey, let's get in bed early, that's just, that's a lame kind of attempt to not... It's extremely lame. And you're not telling me what you actually want. Right. And like as that kind of behavior fits into the Enneagram 9 kind of thing, you know, like one way to get around that is like say what you want your opinion matters kind of thing mm-hmm. and be assertive, not like a jerk, like, Hey, let's do this. Like, Hey, you know, this is what I was thinking. What do you think about that? Uh-huh. And I think one of the things that you could do in this particular instance with long work hours and all of that kind of stuff is figure out the language and the, I guess the, have a wants list, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you as a wife, and this is the next question is a totally addressing the same topic. 
or one of them in here. Yeah. So as you, with you as a woman who mm-hmm. has a different sex drive than your partner mm-hmm. um, and functionally are different in the sense that some are responsive, some are, um, what is the word? Se- uh, sexually, like you have a responsive desire versus a spontaneous desire. Mm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And so if you have responsive sexual desire, you need something to make you want to have sex. Let's explain that just really quickly. Yeah, so this is what Emily to... Nagoski talks about. So a spontaneous sex desire is like something just triggers your mind. And you're like, oh, I could go right now kind of thing. Men are typically like that. Of course, some women are. But a responsive is like, I'm thinking like, foreplay yeah like oh in in response in in response my body is like getting ready and all this stuff and that could be any time of the day it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. but there's a a very big difference in between spontaneous and responsive so yeah and so i think that what's happening in this conversation is that your partner is uh obviously spontaneous you are probably responsive Mm -hmm. and the crappy double triple crap about this is that Mm. pornography doesn't even um that is not a part of something that people learn when they are using pornography as education. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just say that. Um, and so responsive desire does not factor in at all. And so men don't, I mean, not men, just people that use pornography do not understand that they are like putting blinders on an enormous factor of relationships, sexual relationships are just like, that doesn't exist. Oh, mm-hmm. this is weird. And so they're not learning that, uh, that skill. And women are, and I'm again, I'm generalized. So men mm-hmm. are this way, just whatever. Don't get mad at me. Who cares? Um, but we often aren't taught these things. So then when we want to talk about, hey, I need a little bit more from you to get in the mood, we feel stupid. Our partner gets mad at us. They say, you're needy. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not a thing we know how to talk about or do or have conversations around. So I want to start there. I want to start with if you have a responsive desire, meaning mm-hmm. you need something to get you in the mood that thing could be foreplay it could be mm-hmm. music it could be a bubble bath it could be a foot massage it could it could be what was that echo that was weird like <laughs> <laughs> in my cave uh, it could be also being intentional around 12 and a half hour shifts it's like there's uh-huh. not going to be much um <laughs> don't just get, stay on topic um, there, there's not, there may not be, uh, much responsive desire, even if things are going on because you're working 12 hours yeah. and things are crazy and you're just tired. It's like your body isn't even yeah. thinking about that. Right? You are pushing everything to the limits with that kind of work, which I don't understand why doctors, even nurses work that long anyway. That's a different conversation, <laughs> but you are like suppressing all the normal things like peeing and eating at a normal time sleeping. and sleeping at a normal time to do that job, which right. those are wonderful, wonderful jobs, obviously we need them but that's part of factor that needs to be factored into when you're looking at the bigger picture of your sexuality it is biopsychosocial spiritual it's Mm -hmm. part of all of you not just one facet of you Mm -hmm. so it's very complicated to kind of untie it and untangle it because it's enmeshed in everything um but we often think of we often think of sex as this very different thing and pornography is a huge part of that problem Mm -hmm. um and especially if you know that your husband has been using pornography or has in the past in within your marriage Mm -hmm. ah Obviously, that's going to be even worse. And and there's a separation. I I would, ooh, I would try to be as very 
direct and as possible using the clearing structure to talk about this and maybe even going to a sex therapist and also a, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a counselor. Well, so. hold on. Don't go into the next question yet. I didn't finish ever. Okay. So there, you talk about he has an avoidant dismissive personality. So here's the thing that I have found with people like that mm-hmm. when they have an avoidant personality or they dismiss your whatever thing that you want to talk about. You have... Um, let me say it this way. A list is going to be very helpful. And I'm going to use this analogy because it's it's helpful for my mind. When you have a child um, that is sometimes like um, kids that have a, attention issues or they are like on the spectrum, mm-hmm. they will get angry at you as the adult for saying we need to leave at a certain time. But mm-hmm. if you say three o'clock is the time we leave, that kid might get angry at the clock. Not you. And that sounds really weird, but it's extremely helpful. That is what I do with our own children. Like if I say we're going to leave at three, they argue with me about it. You want to know why? Because they think they can negotiate it. Mm -hmm. So if you tell with words, your husband, these are the things I want. This makes me feel good. This is the kind of sex that I want to be having, whatever it is. If you say that and it's not written down, your husband's going to get mad at you and he's going to argue with you and he's going to bring it up later and he's going to say whatever. But if you write that on a list, Mm -hmm. and I, I know this sounds weird. It sounds so bizarre. It may, but it's helpful. So yeah, just if try you it. can write it on a list and you say, "Here's the type of foreplay I need." Like, legitimately, I want my feet rubbed. I want my hair brushed. I want mm-hmm. a bubble bath. I want laundry in the. I almost said sink. Laundry in the wash. Um, <laughs> like, I want these five things, and I don't mean want as in like you will do them, slave. Right. Like, no, you are inviting <laughs> a. You're inviting a conversation and saying, if you as my partner is wanting are are wanting better intimacy, more regularity with our sex or whatever, mm-hmm. you need to accept these are my terms. Like, mm-hmm. no joke. These are my terms. And if you want what you want, you'll do what I want. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a weird, like, what's the opposite of misogynistic? <laughs> Feministic? I don't think so. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't mean right. it like that. Like, it's not a threat. It's in a respectful way. And it is creating boundaries around that. Mm-hmm. And it's not like saying, like okay, if these things don't happen, then other things aren't going to happen. And like, I'm too good if you don't do these things or stuff like that. So yeah. it, it it is a weird balance. And I can see where that could go sideways. When, you know, It's like, all about the presentation, though. It's all about the present. Well, it, it's also all about the attitude of the person doing it. You know, it's like, I told you these things. So yeah, no, this is, an, in, this is an invitation. That's but not, I want to be clear mm-hmm. that you as the wife need to know what you want. You need to know what kind of foreplay works for you. You need to know what doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Don't say to me five minutes before we get in bed, want to snuggle? Mm-hmm. Like just say to your husband, that doesn't work. And this is what I would prefer instead. Mm-hmm. But do it with kindness. Do it with clarity. Mm-hmm. You need to be so flipping clear on what you want so that your husband has... There's no gray space. Right. There's no gray space. He knows exactly what he needs to do. And when I say what he needs to do, that is an invitation for him to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. So have him listen to the episode. Let's <laughs> just do that. Anyway, on to the next question. Totes about sex as well. Okay, so we do talk about sex here and it's in a therapeutic way, so... Whatever. So high five to therapeutic sex. That's right. Okay. Um, so this question was nuts. from the women's group. And oh man. Okay. <laughs> so I will read it. Is sex an off limit topic here? I hope not because I'm really needing to know that I'm not alone. I'm literally sitting here in tears because I feel like such a failure. My husband tries so much to help me be satisfied, but I can't seem to have the mind blowing orgasm that I'm wanting, even when I'm the one who is in the mood and initiated. I feel like my husband gets tired of trying to help me get there and I lose him. I can't be into feeling what's happening because i feel he's not even what 
He's not even, though he says he is. I know it generally takes women longer, but I feel like it takes me too long. And if it happens, it's definitely not very satisfying. I feel like such a failure as a woman. This is something I feel like I should be able to do with no problem. Please tell me I'm not alone. I feel so alone. My husband thinks it's him, but it's totally not. It's totally me, and I don't understand why. I'm sorry if this is too much information. I just wish I had a friend I could really talk to about this, but all I have is you ladies. Mm -hmm. Now, don't you dare discount having us ladies, Mm -hmm. but you also have my husband. (laughs) So this is from, I'm assuming, the women's group. Yes, I said. The women's Facebook group. And if we can't talk about things, then what are we even doing, right? So... I don't even know, right? So here we are. We're going to talk about it because people have sex and people want to have good sex. And it's such a big part of us as humans. And it's not off limits because we're not talking trashy about it. We're not doing this. It's a bunch of psychoeducation and normalization kind of stuff. So there, yes. Uh, um, I would, the first thing I thought of was actually trying to go to a sex therapist because there are several... And I'm not trying to diagnose people here, but there are several things that um, can inhibit people, not just women, but men and women, from having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. There can be painful sex. There, there, we can be in our, he- in our heads the whole time and not in our bodies and not in our heart. We even talked about that on an episode to where oftentimes I'm more in my head and not in my body, mm-hmm. right? And that's... It's it's not it's not being in the present. It's not having present moment awareness. So, if there's and especially for women because it's it's just different for men too, but generally women. If we're not in our bodies, in our hearts, mm-hmm. we're going to be in our head. We're going to be thinking of other things, mm-hmm. dishes, different anxiety. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? What's going on? And mm-hmm. then it's just it's almost like missing the entire forest. For the, for the trees, you know? It's like being at a birthday party and worrying about crumbs getting on the floor instead of, like, looking at your kids smiling and laughing mm-hmm. and eating delicious cake and ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then point. we find out, we get robbed from that. So the first step is to talk about it, ask your community about it, and then also you might want to go to a sex therapist because there mm-hmm. are actual things and techniques that you can learn from a sex therapist. And a when, I'm, when we say sex therapist, it means a licensed therapist just like me who has been certified in sex therapy stuff and, you know we've been asked questions well do you do you know do they do like do sex and sex therapy no not yeah, at all there's yeah. like there's all kinds of literature and like they talk about these questions and they, sex they therapy. talk about that these questions and actually about. things about like it's education it's an education around that so yeah. i would i would try that what are you thinking well and i want to clarify why he's saying a sex therapist specifically and not just a therapist is mm-hmm. they're different so a, th- a generalized therapy practitioner does not have sex therapy training mm-hmm. and they are typically not sex therapy certified and sex therapy does not mean positions and techniques right it is literally like the meant because sex is part of biopsychosocial spiritual right it's bio and it's also spiritual and it's psycho. I'm just kidding. I just want to say that. Uh, but it's, it's... It's social. It's part of... <laughs> that was funny. It's a part of that, of all of our whole humanness and right. being. Mm-hmm. And we can't just sort of like pluck it out. So it's um, when we... We, we have to address things in a different way than we think we do. Culturally speaking, that totally didn't make sense. But whatever. Mm. Um, but one of the things I want to say about this question. And this is the imagery that came to mind. Like, you know, when you open a bottle, like a soda, a pop, Mm. Coke, Cola, whatever I'm saying, in a can, Mm -hmm. 
or a plastic thing, but you are recycling. A cheer wine. You need to, yeah, a cheer wine. So let's say you're opening a cheer wine and you have not shaken the bottle. Mm-hmm. Is it going to fizz everywhere? No. No. What if you shake it a little bit? Is it going to fizz? Maybe. Time. What if you shake it more than a little bit? Explode. Explode. What if you really shake it? Don't want to be around. <laughs> it's going to be sticky for days. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, that's the best analogy that I can think of when it comes to understanding the importance of things like foreplay and getting in the mood for the experience of better orgasms. Mm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. If you don't, I'm going to say, shake the bottle, not much happens. You can right. open it and it'll go, mm. right? Mm-hmm. right? That's okay. Decent. Mm-hmm. You opened it. Um, or if you shake it a little bit, it'll go, right? So right. the whole goal is to have it go everywhere. <laughs> oh, boy. You're really doing great <laughs> that was with funny. the analogies. No, Don't but shame my analogy. I'm I will not kidding. be but, shamed. But the point is to... And it I, wasn't I, your point. Let me continue saying okay. my point. The point is that we need to figure out how to shake our own bottle. Okay, so often we are taught, especially if you grew up in church, I don't know if you did, if you grew up in a church where sexuality was shamed, it was silent, you were told it was, you were like a whore if you thought about sex or any of that, um, that is going to make your ability to shake your bottle even harder, Mm -hmm. even worse, even more diminished. Because you're going to be in your head. Mm -hmm. So you, so there's so many layers to this question and my brain just keeps going all over, but Mm -hmm. I want you to, honestly, this is where I want you to start. You got to figure out what makes you fizz. Like you got to figure out, and this is something that Tina talks about. If you haven't heard our sex and intimacy sessions with Dr. Tina or with Dr. or with Deb Thomas, the sex therapy sessions, go listen to those. There's Mm -hmm. several of, there's at least six. There's probably more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, Go listen to those. But the concept is connection and pleasure. We are usually chasing orgasm, not connection and pleasure. You, right. You will not have an amazing orgasm without connection and pleasure. I mean, you can like force it, but let's not. Let's just figure out a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think it starts with sex is not bad. It's, your body is not shameful. Figure out what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, what lights your fire. Like, And then when you figure it out, feel it, experience it, let mm-hmm. go of things. I do want to mention though, uh, people who have ADD, women especially, often have a very hard time orgasming. If you have anxiety, you have a hard time orgasming because your brain is not present. Your brain is over here on your to-do list or over here with like, is my kid going to pass second grade, right? Like you have right. to get... You're in your head. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest things like yoga before sex, mindful mm-hmm. med- mindfulness meditation or a bubble bath, something that literally, like you know, will decompress and, and kind of relax your mind. That is often why when you mm-hmm. hear us talk about sex, you hear me talk about wine because mm-hmm. my brain, I, I mean, I probably have borderline ADD mm. or anxiety or something. I fight it mentally. Like I, I have practices. You should take some meds. You should try it out. I could, but Maybe. I... I don't know. So, But let, thanks I, for... Sorry. Sure. Go on. <laughs> I just want to read show. some questions. Somebody says, hi, no, ha, therapeutic sex. That's great. <laughs> um we're serious about that, so it's not conceptually 11. serious. Yeah, let's see. It really helps to have a partner who is so concerned and patient with you, you finding your way of pleasure. Yep, yes, that's good. Absolutely. Yes, they're great sessions. Yes, listen to those. Episodes. Absolutely, connection and pleasure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And it's uh, it's it can be as simple as having your feet be too cold. Yes, let's yep. talk about that because I am hypersensitive. That's why I, I must have some sort of sensory thing. Like I cannot uh any sounds my brain just goes boop what's that sound right and uh any 
textures, if mm-hmm. I'm cold. So I have a heating blanket on our bed underneath our sheets all, at all times, only on my side. And I, I turn that on, right? Like if I'm cold, ain't nothing happening. Mm. Doesn't matter. Like I could have all the stimuli in the world. If I'm cold, I cannot achieve my goal. Right. Right. So think about all of those settings, like setting yourself up for success um, intimately and have, mm-hmm. you know, every, every, all of that. So thank you for bringing that up. That's very important. 100%. Thank you for the question. Let's go on to the last one. Right. And it is not an off topic thing. No, nothing. Nothing is, is off topic. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay, let's see. Hi, nothing, Seth and nothing. Mel. Tra-la-la. <laughs> Hi, Seth and Mel. My husband and I have some friends who have been part of our lives together for about 10 years, and the husband has been great friends with my husband since early childhood. Long story short, they've been married for two years and have a one-year-old, but recently things in their relationship have taken a toxic turn super quickly. I will save the dirty details, but there's been a lot of verbal abuse on both sides, control and undiagnosed but pretty prevalent mental health issues. The wife has decided to go forward with the divorce, and things are not going to go smoothly. So how can we support each of them separately without upsetting the other? They haven't asked us to choose sides, but all signs lead us to believe that they the, they only see their side and would like validation for their actions as opposed to their partners. Is there anything we can say that's not going to upset them or make them feel like we aren't for them, That but also let them know what we would like to stay neutral and also how can we support them through this both are pretty prideful and do not like sharing struggles even with friends or family but they expect constant support so we're automatically at a disadvantage of putting the pieces together ourselves we just want to know how we can be there for each of this each of them in this trying time so this is a great question that is an excellent question so in my job i have about a million different roles and a million different relationships within sometimes i can be the mom's therapist the dad's therapist and even the kid's therapist. Um, that's not ideal situation, but sometimes it's necessary. And then with program development stuff, I can be great friends and colleagues with these high up people over here and these high up people over here. But guess what? These two people don't like each other, but they know that I know all of them. Mm-hmm. So I literally have to manage a lot of relationships mm-hmm. all the time. And sometimes it gets toxic. Sometimes it just gets stupid. And I constantly, literally reiterate to my families and to all these people in my circle who, you know, executive people over here and over here, that's, I I literally say this. I say, you know, there's a lot of dual relationships here and I, my sole purpose is to uh, advocate for mental health in Indian country and I try to walk upright as much as I can and I don't talk crap about people I don't I mean it's much more eloquent than this mm. and this is this is my this is what I'm doing right so mm-hmm. I don't take sides I don't judge I don't do anything except try to push the agenda forward mm-hmm. in a good way and that has worked for 12 years mm-hmm. sure people may have talked crap about me or whatever but that people can talk mm-hmm. it doesn't matter so in this case when you want to be as objective as possible, and I'm sure your husband has some loyalties to his friends since childhood, mm-hmm. right? Um, and since they're not open, I think the best way to to because maybe maybe your husband's friend was doing really stupid stuff and just went completely sideways, and the wife was like, "I'm not dealing with this crap," mm-hmm. you know. Or maybe she's gone off the deep end, and the husband's just like, "I don't know, I'm just trying to live," right? Mm-hmm. So you don't know. So the best absolute, I think, in my opinion, would be like, tell both of them, listen, we're not going to take sides in this because I don't think that's right or whatever. 
I'm here to support you in any way that I can. And that's how we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. Because what you're going to have to do is create boundaries. And maybe these folks aren't so cool with boundaries. And maybe that's part of their problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Well, and the first thing that came to my mind is that you, like Seth's, what he's saying is exactly what you need to do um, if you want to support them through this is being, I, I think of like in like the Lord of the Rings, those big, statues on the sides of the banks of the river. Like you have to be in in a way you need to be immovable, like unchangeable. I don't mean they can't tell you things and you can't hear them. I mean, you need to be like, this is my position, right? Here's what you say. I will support you as an individual. As you walk through this divorce, Mm -hmm. you are going to want to convince me that he's wrong. Mm -hmm. I will hear what you say. I will still stay neutral. Mm -hmm. I am immovable. Mm. You may tell me all the things and I will not change my mind. Mm-hmm. I am for both of you as people individually. Right. And just say it. And just say and like be like, and so here's why I'm saying this. This is how my dad has been my entire life. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna be swayed. Like I'm not you're not gonna tell me this person is bad and that person is good because all people are people, mm-hmm. right? People make bad choices and good choices. They do dumb things and smart things. Mm-hmm. And he has done that my entire life. He's been like, I will not be persuaded otherwise. And so your friend can try to persuade you. And the thing you have to do is stay neutral because here's what you said. You have, they are both prideful and what they do not like sharing their struggles, even with friends and family. Mm-hmm. You can be the example of the friend and family that they see that's not going to turn on them, mm-hmm. judge them. Right? Do you see what I mean mm-hmm, when I'm mm-hmm. saying all this? But that means you have to choose now. I mean, gosh, this is just like me talking about parenting, mm. right? Like I have to choose with my children. They can say the most unkind things to me ever. I will not be broken. I can't. Mm-hmm. If I'm broken, I've broken, I've broken myself to them, mm-hmm. and we and we aren't in a place where that can happen or work. Then that messes them up. Yeah. So you need to stay like the most solid statue of a person for that relationship, mm-hmm. um, but tell them explicitly why you're doing that, mm-hmm. um, and then walk through that with them. And it will be a daily challenge, like each time. And you might have to remind yourself, I am being strong here. This is why. Mm-hmm. And 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 if they try to persuade you and they get mad at you for not agreeing, tell them again. I told you in the beginning. You can even write it on a piece of paper. They can get mad at the paper. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. Uh, somebody says, going back, that's funny to hear you say women have ADD. I have it. My kids have it. The doctor says women can't get it. Just an observation about medical diagnosis in different <laughs> parts of the country. What? Oh, my what, gosh. What doctor are you going to? Because that's, that's crazy. That is like, really crazy. Women I was can just listening have to, ADD. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, neurolo- a genetic... A, a neurogenetic disorder in your mind. It's not like a, a oh gosh. It's not. It's how about this? Uh, ADD doesn't discriminate. No, based uh, on gender lines. Based on gender. Okay, uh, I want. There's a so, hold on. Somebody says such good advice. Thank you for doing what you do. You're very welcome. You're welcome. I'm trying to help. Thank you for saying thank you. It really matters a lot. <laughs> um, so one of the things I want to comment on right here and if you're Uh watching the video with us i got a little gift in the mail i got a birthday present from rochelle and it says it's your birthday and i got amazing things i wanted to share really quick she gave me magnesium spray which i am all about make i can't make it apparently show up on the screen and then adaptive multi-nutrient drink mix if you are a human and you know who I am, my love language is things that are helpful. <laughs> That's a new category I'm making. With so a sweet, creamy, malt-like flavor. Thank you so much for giving me that gift. I cannot tell you how excited I am. I use uh, magnesium citrate. Um, I ingest magnesium citrate at mm-hmm. night, and I love it. So if the fact that you have a magnesium spray 
and you shared it to me for my birthday gift and that i mean i'm thank you anyone who sent me a birthday gift you're all angels in my eyes good job so guys thank you thank, thank you, you for thank being you. nice to my wife i appreciate that yeah. <laughs> so, uh, somebody says you deserve it melanie oh thank you, you do um, um a side note um <coughs> melanie made a really sweet post yesterday and our 15th anniversary <coughs> is coming up, which is super cool. It's tomorrow. We'll probably go out to dinner or something, take the kids. But um, that is rad. So 15 years. Mm -hmm. That's pretty crazy. I'm excited to do the show tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. And then before we wrap up, though, I want to talk about two different things, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, two or three different things. So the first one is I want to talk about anatomy of marriage group therapies. Groups. What? (laughs) Um, We are talking, like we mentioned yesterday, Mm -hmm. it is very hard to find a counselor that you trust, someone who understands the way you process things. Um, and if you've been a part of our community, just as a listener for a long time, you use our language, you, uh, you use our analogies. Like it's the way you're perceiving. You, you guys talk about family of origin. You talk about Mm -hmm. pursue distance here. You talk about brakes and accelerators. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about all the stuff, the way that we talk about it. And so what better thing to do for your therapy than Mm -hmm. to join one of our group therapy things, Mm -hmm. whatever they're called groups. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, significantly less monthly than it would be to see an individual therapist mm-hmm. and you have the support of the entire community mm-hmm. that is in the group therapy groups. So first you're you're saying that this this will be a paid group. Yes, it's right. not free. We're giving tons away for free. We mm-hmm. need to start making mm-hmm. some moolah. And like we said a couple of days ago, uh you value more what you pay for. Yes. The you things know? that you invest in. I can make a coffee here sometimes or I can go to Starbucks and pay for it. And sometimes I look forward to the Starbucks coffee more mm-hmm. because it's the experience. Like, And so when you join a group therapy thing or a group like ours mm-hmm. and you have direct access to other people, not just us, but other people, you're going to value it more. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I th- I'm doing something. I'm doing something for my marriage. Yeah. It's kind of like getting a pair of dumbbells at home, you know, go to smart bells, go into Walmart and buying some dumbbells, go, oh, yeah, I'll work out or be like, I got a gym membership. Now I'm going. I got to yeah. get clothes and go. You, yeah, it's it's. It's a it's a much different process. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. And you know, you think about the proximity principle yeah. with our friend Ken Coleman and all this stuff. So if you want to be in prox- proximity to men and women who are single, married, engaged, or have been together forever mm-hmm. and who have the same mindset about marriage, a growth mindset, I want to learn more about vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about sex. I want to be psychoeducated. I want mm-hmm. to improve my relationships. I want to be in my heart and body more than my head, yeah. then think about joining our yeah. paid group. And I want to say too, especially for the, and I'm just going to lay it out here real honest. A lot of times the women are the ones who are carrying these relationships, mm-hmm. um, relationally speaking, not mm-hmm. in all ways. Um, and so it's amazing to think that your husband could be a part of a man's group, like the men's group, mm-hmm. where he can get his A kicked if he needs to. Right? I'll do it. Throw out a, <laughs> I might even cuss. I'll do it. Um, but he, you can throw out an idea, a concept, a conversation starter. And even, I mean, there's just so many opportunities here where it can bring community and help in ways that, that individual therapy just can't. Mm-hmm. And there is a place for individual therapy. Do not hear me saying that this replaces individual therapy because right. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I wanted to talk about it. I want to get it into people's brains. We'll eventually have a sign-up thing soon. Yep, so. we're working on that currently. Uh, somebody says, I'm in Indiana. This is about the uh, women not having ADD. Uh, my comment about the therapeutic sex I found funny because my fiancé has high anxiety. It wasn't to diminish what was being oh, said. No. Oh, we yeah, I, I know, I know. But if you think about it, like <laughs> as actual, like Mel- Melanie's talked about and even I kind of laughed, but it's it's interesting. Like relaxation sex. Oh yeah, like there's that was different, what started this whole there's thing. There's different like 
types of things. And if you can think of like, okay, you, you start thinking about sex at night, you know, with your partner at 2 p.m. or something like, yeah, like I want it to be like chill and relaxed and very intentional. That can happen. And it's awesome when it does happen, right? But it just doesn't poof happen you know Mm -hmm. somebody says it's so hard because you don't want to let it affect your marriage by letting maybe uh differences in opinion drive a wedge between you and your husband while they go through the stuff yeah yeah, with the the divorce divorce, yeah um, that's really hard and it takes a lot of sort of self-agency self-awareness knowing mm -hmm. your triggers around other people's opinions um because that can happen for sure that Mm -hmm. can happen you can be you can get mad at your husband because of what her ex-husband did to her, right? Mm-hmm. Like that happens all the time. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I wanted to, been, to mention before we wrap up all the way is that we are also preparing to launch our premarital series. That's right. So our premarital series is a, like a, a video course that we produce. It has um, worksheets that couples can do together. And this is, we're so excited about it. It's not just for engaged people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be for seriously dating people, newly married people, engaged people, but anyone can even take married the people that um, kind of yeah. want to. It's like a. It's like essentially, it's like our workbook. Like it's like our 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 offer of sit down and do this crap together. It's going mm-hmm. to be very helpful, and we have incredible resources around it. And there's a whole podcast season that is That's all right. premarital, and all of it is just all marriage stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it applies to anyone in any phase of marriage, really. Mm-hmm. But we're really excited about that. We're going to get that out to you very, very soon. And we're working on all of that. We've got lots of stuff going on. Yeah. But um, we're, we just want to kind of put the bugs in your ear about the group therapy model we're talking about, as well as the premarital series stuff that's going to launch soon. Mm-hmm. And then lastly please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's right. If you wanted to give us an anniversary gift, that would be the anniversary <laughs> gift that you would give us. Um, please, please, please rate and review the show. It helps new people find us. It helps legitimize. It's, it's social evidence to people who come across our show and they're like, mm-hmm. ew, gross, only 700 reviews. These yeah. people must suck. I said this a long time, probably two years ago, and it's in my like highest chief aim kind uh-huh. of thing. And we are aiming to have literally the number one rated marriage podcast. Mm-hmm. So... I believe we will do it and we can do it because we do good content Mm -hmm. and there's a need for it too. So send in everything. We want to know you. We want to talk to you and interact as much as possible. Write your questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can send them to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com or put them in our feeds. That's right. Tag us on Instagram and also Facebook and share your friends. Share with your friends. Share our podcast by tagging other people. And again, thank you, Rochelle, for the amazing birthday gifts. Rochelle? I think it's Rochelle. Did I say Rochelle? (laughs) Rochelle? I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, Um, So, oh, hold on. One more question. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Is the group therapy going to be with couples only, or will there be all women's group and all men's group or together? It'll be all three of those things. It'll be all three of those things. (laughs) Yeah, it will have different, uh, what's the word? Groups, like we'll have mm-hmm. different face, mm-hmm. private groups. Mm-hmm. So the women will have their own channel like the, we do in the mm-hmm. women's group. Yeah. The men's will have their own. And then there'll be a joint one where we can do couples, like actual couples session type mm-hmm. vibe going on. Yeah. Um, I hope that group. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we got to get off here. So um, I don't know how to review. I don't have iTunes. I don't know either. I got to send something to Ugh. make it work. You can review know. on Facebook and we'll post that as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, but thank you guys so much. All right. Love you guys. I love you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye.